Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of our weekly podcast, Flats and Shanks. I'm David Flanagan. And I'm Tom Shanklin. Hi Tom, how are you? Welcome to this podcast. I'm very well, fella. How are you? Good, fella. Section 18, AC 12, fella. To the letter of the law. There's no way, there's no way H is Hastings and there's no way Hastings is bent. Mm. We, we all know that, everyone knows that, but that doesn't mean we're not seriously worried for Hastings this week. Mother of God. I hate a bent copper. I am worried for him because all the time, Tommy, and all the podcasts we listen to, the ones that aren't as good as ours, we know that justice is not its not a machine, Tommy. Justice is not automatic. It's not, it's not guaranteed. All right? So he could get done and he could get banged up, banging and clanging in the clinker for doing nothing wrong. And I don't care if they say he's done something wrong. He ain't because he's Hastings. For a man and... You'll address me as superintendent, one rank senior. Yeah, and I will be addressed <laughs> as such, thank you. For a man that doesn't like line of duty and likes nothing more than picking out its faults. Rubbish, I never said that. Um, you certainly know a lot about it, but it's good though. You're talking rubbish, mate. Nah, you're, you just... No. You're a perfectionist. I, I a couple of bits and they, it's you like, sh- do you know the... Um, you should be Spielberg. You'd be hanging young... around with Scorsese too long. Asian WPC, the really pretty one. I've forgotten her name, the ponytail. I yeah. know Hastings, don't know the others. Yeah. Um, she, the way she speaks is the way the police write press releases. It's like, it's formal. It's so formal. It's like it's written and she's reading off a script and I think it's a bit crap. How long have you However, spent in the police force, mate? How do you know they don't talk like that? No, uh, yeah, do you know well, what? Yeah, yeah. That was my next point. I think they might. Yeah. Um, I think they might. But it's but mega. Who is H? Other? Jill. Bigelow. I feel I feel like that might be too obvious, fella. She's got to be involved in some way. She's too good at... Yeah, but she's so deliberately, overtly slimy, it can't be her. Yeah, but she's deliberately putting words into people's mouths and and following the path that she wants them to follow. 
She's very clever. Very clever. <gasps> but uh, yeah, you're right. Hastings, it's too it's too obvious to be H. But will Jill have the authority to to pull off what she's doing? Corruption. She she can't because she's not in the police, is she? She's more she's liaison officer. But a bloody good one. Cool, yeah. Yeah. They make or break on tour, aren't they? Liaison officers. <laughs> Fixers. Um Mike Tyndall's the only bloke I know that had a fixer on his stag do. This really? bloke ran everything for us, tour manager. Came along on his stag do to Miami. We all got on the plane, sat in economy, and obviously got paid to be there. So all of the fee we, we all paid chipped in for him. He flew business. Lad. It's the only way to fly, mate. And then, this is all... We I remember him telling us, we got a table at this nightclub and it's this and it's you know, it's $10,000. Like, Excuse me? $10,000 for 20 for $500 each, but you're in there all night and it's unlimited booze for $500. And we're thinking... What's that? Three hundred quid at the time. All you can eat, drink. Sorry. Yeah. So three hundred quid each. It sounds so. When you say ten thousand dollars for a table in a nightclub, you think it's ridiculous. But mm. if you're going to batter between ten thousand of, of you, yeah, lo- loads fine. of food and champers all night, and a special occasion for Mike Tindall, and we'd all saved up and put in a kitty for it over a year. And you had your Patrick Cox on, and your yeah, yeah, we were at it. Your cream chinos that you wear for the roast beef club. Yeah, yeah, we were at it, and then happened. My mate Duxy happened to be there. Remember Tim Ducks? Yeah, yeah, of course. From school Duxy was there. Yeah. And he's just sitting on the sun lounger, and he heard because he lives in Miami, and he came to see us at the hotel, and he heard someone mention, "Yeah, what's the what's the fee for tonight?" Well, I've got to give him ten grand for the table, and he's like, "What? You taking the Mickey?" He's like, "Mate, I'd I'd get you in there for almost nothing." I remember that we went in and we paid something like three thousand dollars for ten oh. of us. We got pro- we were getting properly done. Stitch three thousand dollars sounds like a lot, but again, it's three hundred dollars. It's two hundred quid each or whatever. It's hundred and fifty quid each yeah, no. for yeah. a massive night in a nightclub. Hmm. But so we, you know, these fixers. That's why I don't trust her. Yeah, they're out from sales, Tommy. Yeah, I don't trust her either. But can't wait for next week's feature-long episode, ninety minutes. I know. Um, just before we crack into what's going on, no, we got we got something else to do before that. But go on. Um, I have to say, well done to Nathan Thomas, aka Wacker. He didn't do the marathon. No, but he played for Abergavenny in one of the club finals at uh, Prince Paddy Stadium on Sunday. Played the full game. They won. So, well wow. done, Wacker. Oh, well done, Wacker. Player coach. He's a unit now, Mike. Player coach, Rabbi Gavani. You said him lately? Uh, yeah. He's a yownit. Uh, also, to Andy Powell, who coached Brecon. Yeah. To the final against uh, Bonamine. And they won. And oh. after the Brilliant. game, there were pictures of him in his suit, just walking on the middle terrace, just walking like a peacock with arms moving with a pint yeah. in his hand. Large um, in it. They're going to tractor around Brecon with a few hay bales on and they're going to go mental. Oh my God. Can you imagine him leading the charge as coach? Mm. Oh my God. Wow. I mean, in terms of a social, what better man do you want to lead the charge? The police need to not be there. And Cardiff beat Merthyr in a pretty decent game as well. So, okay. lots going on in the stadium. I went to Judgment Day on Saturday. Sounds massive, but it's just the four Welsh regions playing each other. How was that? It was okay, mate. I quite enjoyed it. All right, fella. We were social, more so. Not John Terry tours? No. 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 Although I've had some massive positive feedback. Have you? You've probably seen me retweet it. <laughs> <laughs> like it. Oh. I want to. You know, Hold on. Before but before you before you forget, yeah, right. you've got something else that you need to mention. No, I'm going to mention that. Okay. You, don't, you, you, can't, you won't believe you haven't mentioned it, but when I mention it, but... Um, Fellow, you and I have got an unwritten rule that we do not retweet praise of ourselves. And I remember doing it once for a joke because someone had actually said, and it was false praise, he was actually hating me. Yeah. 
false praise and I got about 50 of the lads pile into me within 10 minutes. And I was like, I knew it. See, it's a disease, mate. It's a disease. People have got to stop doing it. Just stop doing it. Anyway, I watched Game of Thrones. And? You haven't seen the episode yet today. It's Monday where we are today, fella. When when did you get to watch that? Fella, it was this morning. I had some work to do and I had a load of banking, boring stuff to do for Michelle. Um, Basically, what I've done is give her my username and login details for my bank, online banking, and now I don't have to do anything ever again and she can just take it all. Oh, wow. So it's great. Um, But I have to do anything now, hopefully. And hopefully she never emails me about banking again. Um, But it was, I downloaded it on my iPad. I set it to download on my iPad as soon as it, to 2 a.m. it came out. So whatever time it was, American time. And this morning I was just sitting there doing this work. It's on demand anyway, so you can... Oh, is it? Yeah. All right, so I was like, right, I am going to stop work and I'm going to watch it. I took took the kids to school. Dropped the kids off. I don't mean I had a poo-poo. I took the kids to school. Got back and I was like, I'm actually just going to watch it because I want to watch it so bad. Mm. And I watched it and it was... Right. Mate. Okay. I get you. Right, hang on. Okay. The best television programme I have ever seen was the Royal Family Christmas special when Nan died. Okay. Right? You didn't watch it, did you? No, I don't watch the Royal Family. Fella, honestly... Incredible. Second by, actually joint first, Series 8, Episode 3 of Game of Thrones. Really? That good? Boy. Even though there's no real dragons? Honestly, oh, you don't watch it, do you? What? Oh, Game of Thrones, you don't watch it, do you? Well, no, 100% I watch it. I oh, know. It is just, honestly... I nearly stayed up last night to watch it, but I couldn't oh, have made man. it to one. Oh, mate. Oh, it's so good. Okay, it cool. It's so right. good. Just please watch it. Okay. Please watch it. And at the end, oh my days, man. Don't spoil it. We're going to oh. watch it. Um, what, what have you got to mention, mate? That was it, the Game of Thrones thing. No. Oh, no, we've got to mention... Oh, I thought we were going to do a whole section on that. You no. thought I'd forgotten, didn't you? You had. I, I promise I'd not forgotten. Okay. All right, it's not true, I've forgotten. <laughs> you know I forget things. Wayne Barnes, world's best referee, not our words, the words of Wayne Barnes, referee, yeah. um, has got a game. There's a game, rugby match, Sunday 5th of May. Two o'clock kickoff at Lydney Rugby Club. I think that's down at Gloucestershire. Yeah, I don't even care. Yeah, Forest of Dean. Uh, see the Forest of Dean combination. It's a combination team. Try and win back the Debbie Broderick Memorial Cup as the star-studded Wayne Barnes, fifteen, asked me, couldn't make it. Slash, would get injured if I did. Returns to town with another massive team and England's Eddie Jones as coach on the day and fundraising for all the family. Eddie Jones is coaching them. That's a big pull. Yeah, big lol's going down as well. Is he? He's playing 80 minutes. Made that bit up. But he's going down and you can ask him about all sorts of stuff. Um, There's food, fun, auction, raffle, live music till late. Six quid entry if you're 16 and over. Kids go free, I presume. And it'll be a brilliant day. And it's about beating breast cancer. So it's supporting breast cancer now. Do get down there, support Barnsley, raise money for a great cause, get amongst it for goodness sake. I can't believe you did that off the top of your head. Well remembered, you. Well read me. Uh, yeah, if you've got nothing on, get yourself down there. Not if you're naked. Uh, no arrangements. I might I might be able to make it. Slash not. You can't, can't do. I, I can't. can't. I'm I grafting, can't. but... Yeah, I'm working as well. Some of us got jobs, Barnsley. I had the worst morning ever today in a um, driver awareness course. Uh, I got points on the way back from your place in Bath after one of the podcasts through the 
Six Nations doing 57 in a 50 zone before no. the bridge. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously just lost a little bit of concentration. I need... That's what your cruise control's for, fella. Yeah, it is, but it sometimes goes off when you push the brake. But now I'm just going to adhere to coast, which is um, concentration, mm. observation, something again with A. Analysis. Um, attitude. I don't know. Antelopes. Something again with S. Antelopes. Time. Seaweed and time. Yeah. Um, so I've been on a driving awareness course for four hours. And look, I know I've got to go on a course because it saves taking the points. But but it's a four-hour course and it can easily be condensed into one hour. Easily. Easily. It's torture. It's, it's wasting their time. It's wasting our time. I was there thinking... You don't want to be looking at a screen and, right, what is the speed on this road? And it's just a, a sign saying 30 miles an hour yeah. with red round it. I wonder why it's so long. I wonder because I was thinking that they obviously get paid to put these courses on mm. these people. You could run five or six of these a day, not two. Way more efficient. Yeah. Way more efficient. Quadruple um, your money, lads. So anyway, been there. Four hours and never get back, but understand I have to do the time. Because you did the crime. Because I committed a crime. The law of the land means nothing to you. You think you're above the law. You're like you're like um you're like uh what's his name? You know the guy. Who, who's the guy who operates outside the law? MacGyver. No, another 48 hours. Mel Gibson. Okay. Dan Glover. I got a laugh, though, out of all the group. Oh, well done. Oh, yeah. Were you the joker in the pack? Well, they said, how do you know it's 30 miles an hour? And I said, well, there's uh, multiple lights or lampposts, which mean the zone that they're travelling, if there's no signs, is 30 miles an hour. Yeah. Apart from a motorway, obviously. And uh, uh, the guy said, Anthony, said, well done. Top of the class, you. To me. I went, well... I've been here before, mate. Four <laughs> years ago, <laughs> and that was that worked, did it? Repeat offender, <laughs> but you're not allowed to disclose um, who was on the course, just in case people don't want to know. Who was there? Anyone famous? Me. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so uh, oh, Shankers yeah. was there. Um, what have you been up to? No, what have you been up to? Well, I went to Judgment Day on Saturday. Yeah. Um, Watched the four Welsh regions play. It was good. It was a good social for us. Was it? Yeah, it was a good social. Um, met with... Who do you meet with? Met with Mike Burton. Travel. On Thursday. You went there. Um Because yourself, myself, and the chin... Matt Powell. Matt Powell. Himself. We are putting together a Lions tour to South Africa. So at the moment, we're just going through some costs... And working out the tour. The dates haven't been announced yet. So as soon as the dates are announced, the venues of the stadium, um, we're in, aren't we? We're, we're doing sewing. it. We're sewing it. Um, that was it, my mucker. Just quite a few beers, I'd say, on Saturday. What? Lads Pints? Yeah. Was it proper Lads Pints? It was Bulmer's Lager. Um, to the point where I felt so bad that I'm now... Started getting my food from Athletes Kitchen, which is like... A, I saw that. What is that? Yeah. They just uh, deliver ready meals for you on your doorstep in the morning. So, all the right calories, all the right food. On your doorstep? Yeah. And this is not a plug for them at all. I'm just saying what I'm doing. I paid for it. What if, you, what if you're not in? Uh, they left it on my doorstep. And as I opened my door at quarter past six this morning to go to the gym. What? To go to the gym? What? The gym? The gym. Who's gym? Yeah. Uh, it was there. That early? So I had my, I had my overnight oats and raspberry and white chocolate for breakfast. 
I've had a chicken wrap and some cod and pasta for lunch. Call of Duty for lunch. Is it enough food, though? Yeah, it is at the moment. Um, yeah. But yesterday I did have a double sausage and egg McMuffin. Yes, my boy. Meal. <laughs> that's my boy. Um, that's my lad. That's so yeah, my lad. that's well it. Done, Watched boy. a bit of the London Marathon yesterday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Andrew Cotter, the commentator, yeah. we'll be calling him in a bit. Yeah. Always wanted to get him up on the uh, on the podcast because he's a secret listener. Get the pod up him. Yeah, very secret. Always texting us, isn't he? Yeah. Why don't you ever mention me? Why don't you talk me up? <laughs> Can I come on? Can I bring my dogs? Um, um, it's not that kind of a... That gig. kind of show, brother. What you been? What you been doing? Our oh, lad, fella, oh, fella, boy. Uh, well, girls' Easter holiday didn't end till Tuesday night, so I've been. Oh, mate, it's savage Easter with savage. The, with the kids off. Well, I love it, but it's just really long. We just got to entertain them all the time. Yeah, it's like a best part of a month off they get, like mm. three, three and a, three, three weeks, two days. Like, jeez, well, we only get two, but we're not. It's possible, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I aspire to be that. Do you? Um, as I said, I went up to Welford Road on Wednesday and filmed a, a Land Rover video with Ellis Genge. Um, open range video, Land Rover. And I like Ellis Genge, as you mm. know. Um, but I like him as a fella, as well as a baller. Um, so we had, yeah, really good, really good time. Top bloke. And because, you know... Didn't you do that Tuesday? I think we spoke about it on the pod. I did that Wednesday, fella. Okay. Wednesday, fella. Or well, maybe we haven't spoken about it. Maybe we haven't. But you took the mickey out of me because I was wearing black jeans. That's black right. Trainers. Thing is, if, I, if I'm, you said if it was Clive Woodward, you'd have worn tweed. Yeah. I said correct. Yeah. Now you're brilliant at dressing to the occasion. I'll I'm give a sartorial you that. chameleon. I'll give you that. Yeah. But day to day, I'm in sweaty gym gear now. But I will be in jeans and a t-shirt. You know, if you meet some sort of ex-army guys, do you wear camo? Do you wear, <laughs> <laughs> do you wear your camo top? <laughs> I got a couple of mates that are ex judo players. When I go for dinner at their house, <laughs> I wear a gi. I wear a, a white gi. Got any snooker? Got any snooker <laughs> player mates? Oh, I went with EVS Leeson. I forgot on Thursday. Got to mention them because um, probably getting a car off Jared. Jared is it? Jared Morris. Oh, yeah, yeah Jared. Um, yeah, I went with them to the launch of not launch, a celebration of St David's Hotel twentieth birthday party. So sat on their table. James Williams, X, wow. X Factor singer, 2008, got to judges' houses, Danny Minogue, didn't quite make it, entertained us with um, primarily his voice and also some dance moves. Lovely stuff. Yeah. Jared, nice bloke? Or weird? <sighs> Yet to make up my mind. All right. Um, yeah, strange. Just looks at you intensely in the eyes all the time. Like, doesn't, doesn't ever look away. One um, of those guys. No, jo- just joking. He's fine. Psychopath. Yeah, blink, fine. blink if you want, Jared, lad. Um, he's a great guy great guy um, yes I saw Genji we're, we're best mates now saw Ellis and that was nice and then um, video out soon but you all can't wait then I um, well on Wednesday I, on a Thursday I had a bit of a, a day a bit of a chill so I caught up with a couple of columns I had to write did a bit of work at home and then I had brunch with my friend Jane who's Jane who owns uh, Media Clash they like, own Bath Life magazine and all that yeah and then my with my mate Shax. Now Shax is Adam Shackle and Sam Pullin. Sam Pullin is used to be a CrossFit guy in Bath. Now works at Bath Rugby. But Shax owns Bath CrossFit along with a couple of other guys. Yeah. And top fella, he's also personal trainer to Laurie Cantor, the golfer. Yeah. And now loads of golfers, I think, are tapping him up. Nausing me for around all the time. Yeah, of course he is. But he's a good fella. 
he's a real good fella. Friday was the roast beef club lunch. Yeah, saw some photos. It's just, uh, it's one of my favourites, one of my favourites. Did you know you're going to be sitting on a bike? No, I didn't know because Triumph, Triumph UK donated a bike to the charity auction to raise money for support our paras. Oh, and nice. someone paid 32,000 quid for a Triumph bike. Brilliant. Yeah, they gave him a bike, it's really cool. And, um... Didn't know Laura. Didn't know Laura Wright was going to be sitting on the back of a bike with me, but I was very happy with that. Um, Would you rather the, the other, other way, way around? Well, no, because she hasn't got a license. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, so that was it. Was good. It was a brilliant day. Brilliant, brilliant day. Um, and Graf, I went. I went to Worcester on Sunday and had absolute blooming lols with Durders. Did you imagine? Oh, it's just old. It's just old boys. It's uh, old boys club, isn't it? We had a bit of um, chat on Twitter. A bit got a bit aggressive at one stage. He started. Yeah, I like. He started it. calling names. I liked it. You know, it's you good. know, you know, you've got someone when they start calling you names. Yeah, because he's saying it's lazy for us to call each other fella and fella. He does not say mate, buddy, anything. He doesn't say any of Chum. that. Chum. He doesn't say. He just. He all he uses names. So if he goes to a shop, and he's like, literally, I've been in a place then where he's buying petrol, and he wants to order a, order me a coffee as well. He's asking. So, so what, what's your name? The guy's like, what? He's like, what? What's your name? Sorry, so your name. The guy behind mm. the counter. Simon, Simon, Simon. You also have a regular cappuccino, please, Simon. Thank you very much. Thank you, Simon. You're very good. You're a good man, Simon. You're doing a great job. Thank you, Simon. It's bizarre. He'll say, he'll say Simon eight times in ten seconds. He will not say cheers, mate. Um, but he will not say it. He'll find out their name, even in shops. I mean, I hit back with him saying it's lazy to wear the same coat for every Channel 5 yeah. rugby. He does. Bangers. You're bangers, mate. does. You're bang right. I mean, you wear different coats, different occasions. When it's yeah. cold, the bin liner comes out. It's a little bit warmer. You've got something more lightweight. I'll have a shirt and a jacket if I want. Yeah. He will just wear that coat, which is an expensive brand. Can't remember what it is, but it's also fallen apart a little bit. Um, I, I looked at it. Do you know what it is? It's a it's around a Mon- the seams. It's coming apart. It's a Moncler coat. That's right. That was bought for him by ESPN when ESPN launched rugby from the, mm. by the costume department. He put it on expenses, and he's never bought himself another coat since because he's a tight git. Mm. He's also real money dirters. Yeah. So he likes things to be threadbare, and he, he said that once he was on stage with Prince Charles. Prince Charles walked up and he had a threadbare, not really beautiful suit, but threadbare like he'd worn it every day for a year. It was clean and perfect, but it was old and used. And knackered old loafers that have obviously been redone. And he said, now that's class. I want to be like that. Instead of being all nouveau. I say I quite like it. Um, yeah. He's also got a neck like a pug, hasn't he? You know, there's a lot of excess skin around there. And, you know, you could grab it and you could just pick him up and just manoeuvre him. Yeah. And he'd be fine. Like you would a lion puppy. Or he, a sa- pug. he says he doesn't sleep well. I reckon that's because of the, you must be struggle breathing with all that flesh. Yeah. There's a girl just got out of a car. We're in a car park here, guys. There's a girl just got out of a car with her, with her boyfriend. Uh, we're at Seven Bridge Services. And um, it's our studio. And she's got those jeans on. So she's got a crop top on, which is basically the size of a bra, and she's got those jeans on. They're called high-waisted jeans. Are mate. they? Yeah. But they're above her navel. Yeah. I don't like those. I mean, she looks lovely. I don't like those high-waisted jean things. Yeah. What, on men or women? Women. Okay. Um, I haven't seen them on men. Simon Cowell? Yeah, I mean, he looks ridiculous, but I don't get it. He loves flares as well, the bottom of his jeans. Mate. He loves that look. Mate, just Aladdin. I know. Um, right, should we, um, should we try and give Cotto a call? Grotty Cotto? Gro- that doesn't rhyme. Grotty Cotty? Yeah, let's do it. Snotty Cotty. Snotty Cotty. <laughs> Hello, can you hear me now? Hello. Oh, we can hear you well. Oh, tremendous. It's all very good news. This isn't like your commentary voice. This is. Do you put that on for the TV? Is this your boring slob home voice? Hello there. Good to hear from you both. Hi, how are you? <laughs> yes, good. How are you? Firstly, good afternoon, everyone. 
no. Are we are we on already? We um, yeah. I don't think we'll we'll do another intro after that. No, 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 no seamless no. intro. That doesn't get any better, does it? No, just bear with me. <coughs> me 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 me. Right, good. Hey, oh, how are you? I was going to say, you? if there's a bear with you, run. <laughs> hey, uh, get, dogs with me. Guess where we are. Around. Yeah, um, I've got two dogs wandering around nearby, but um, they're, they're well, they're now lying on their basket, so it's fine. Oh, I love dogs. Fine, bloody love them. He, Shanks doesn't like dogs. He's a, you haven't got you haven't got dogs, have you, Tom? He hasn't, um, he hasn't got the emotional depth to have a dog. I don't trust people who don't like dogs. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, I Maybe I'll get a dog when my kids grow up and then I'll, I'll have someone that loves me. See, did you have a dog when you were younger, when you were growing up? No, I, I had two cats. And there we are. That's the answer, yeah. you see. If, mm. if children aren't introduced to dogs, they become dog-phobic later on in life. That's no, my love, working my, theory. Mine don't have dogs and they love them. They're always on at me about getting dogs. But, yeah. um, but why are you denying your children happiness? Um, because... I am enough for them. You're not. And for a dog. if in doubt, you just have another baby, and that becomes your pet. <laughs> um, Andrew, exactly. you will like my dog. My dog um, strategy, life history plan, whatever you call it. We did not have dogs as a kid. My parents produced a dog phobic grown up, a big strong guy, terrified of any dog that ran towards me, and I knew that I was wrong. I knew that I was wrong to. Uh, be scared of dogs and to not love dogs so i got one anyway and overcame my fear with my english bull terrier gus really oh so gus was your first dog first ever dog yeah oh. terrible well, went, idea terrible idea That's to get one of those as your first dog as it turns out well, really that, bad yeah. that is the deep end getting a dog who because he looks fearsome and, and we you know and i know that he, he won't be fearsome but he, he could have been when he was young and energetic as well he could have been quite boisterous i'm sure i mean oh, can you take yeah. us through your your animal history Oh well, Tom. Let me let me tell you. Um, no, we always had dogs. In fact, my my grandmother uh, had uh, yeah, about thirteen dogs. So it was oh just God. we. Unlucky. Yeah. Was she so, the mad? Was she the mad lady with the dogs? Yes, exactly. Mm. And uh, she had a shopping uh, trolley that she used to push around the town and shout at seagulls. No, she she just had. I think uh, she had lots of. I don't know. She had lots of dogs. Shetland sheep dogs. So we had Shetland sheep dog, and then uh, I had a Yorkshire Terrier when I was younger. And then the dogs got bigger and bigger as we as we grew up. Not those same dogs, but the breeds that we got got yeah. bigger and bigger. So my mum's got bull master. A bull oh, master. I love them. Yeah, love Mungo, them. Mungo the bull master. Mungo, what a lovely name. Mean, just actually, um, we haven't done you any justice here. I mean, we should give you a proper introduction. Well, go on um, then, Tom. We have Andrew Cotter here. Okay, he's born on the twentieth of July, nineteen seventy-three. <laughs> yeah, um, primarily works for the BBC, covering mainly golf and rugby union, but also does. Tennis, athletics, the boat race, the marathon. Crikey. Um, goes Do, this, this sounds almost like you're reading it from Wikipedia. No, no. Extra it, citations for verification. I've no. lost my phone. I'm born in Troon and has a degree in French and philosophy. Yes, yeah, so I wasn't born in Troon. I was born in Irvine about five miles away. Okay. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Wikipedia's wrong. Who would have thought it? Who'd have thunk that? No, I did my I did my own research, mate. What is Wikipedia anyway? It's been following uh, you for the well last done. year. Well done. You also like to go for walks, don't you? I do like to go for walk, walks at an angle as well, not just leaning over, but going up, going up stuff. I love to guess. Yeah, how are the knees and the ankles with that? Knees are fine. See, uh, my knees are not a problem. I know as you get deep into your forties, which I am, who would have believed it? I know. But, but my um, my knees are not a problem. My hip, my hip is a problem. But ah. Uh, ah. and Achilles, do you find your Achilles? Because you, you, you gentlemen must be getting on for your late twenties. Do you find your Achilles and calves? 
uh, are the problem. No I mean, joke. You're gonna, you're no gonna... joke. I've been properly the last ten days. I've been limping so badly that I've had to actually. I can't walk. I couldn't walk my dog today because my Achilles is so sore. So yes. I see. I saw. I saw you in, when we were working in La Rochelle, and I yeah. hadn't seen you for a while. And we were walking around the harbour, just me and you. Uh, no, Sonia was there. So, and I thought, is this how you, is this normal movement for you? Is this because... It can be, yeah. The, la- the last few ag- weeks I've been limping badly. But it is an right? aggressive walk. I mean, I walk behind him a lot, um, just so I can video him. And it is, <laughs> it's, it's aggressive. Um, no, doesn't mean to be. clearing away from him, definitely. He's, he's, talking about, he's talking about my limp because of my Achilles. Okay, I thought you were doing it like to be street because you've been hanging around with Ellis Genge and stuff. <laughs> no. um, Andrew, is it true that you play golf for Scottish schools and Scottish universities? If so, what is your handicap? His swing, uh, yeah, you. his short game. Um, my uh, handicap. I don't. I mean, I don't play anymore. I tried to play for the first time in about five months on Friday, and it wasn't very good. So uh, my handicap is still technically three, but it's it's as the uh, yeah lapsed. Um, okay. This is where this is where Flats is just switching off, isn't he? Because he doesn't he care, does, not, does he? He doesn't do golf. I literally just picked up my phone to read my text because I don't give a toss about golf. Um, anyway, carry on. You were out in Augusta. Did you manage to play the course? No, I played it once. My very first year out there, which was 2001, I played it. There's a press ballot to play it on the Monday, and I came out of the press ballot. And then you're not allowed to enter that ballot for another nine years. Oh, really? But even when I was... Yeah, but I, I, I've i never entered the ballot again because you can't play it twice. That's just not fair to anyone else. So, uh, yeah, I have played it once, but uh, a long time ago. I was very unselfish of you. Mm, well, that's the kind of guy I am. I mean, uh, how, I gra- how great was, was that? And did you get uh, to interview Tiger after? Yeah, no, I wasn't. Uh, Rishi Prasad was out there doing the interviews for us. So he spoke to Tiger. But it's, uh, yeah, the Masters is a great, a great event, obviously. It was a great story, a great sporting story. But it's a, it's a strange event, a hard event to do as well because they, they have their own rules at Augusta. And if you don't stick to them, then uh, uh, heaven help you. So it's a, it's a strange event, but it's, uh, yeah, it's incredible. And it was an incredible story. Whether the burly gentleman likes golf or not, it's I do, uh, really. an, amazing, an amazing sporting story. Yeah, no, I love it. I but love then, it. It, it, it. But then, I kind of, there was a point towards the beginning of the tournament, before it started, and I was thinking, the it's almost like this is more hyped up than the Football World Cup final. It's like this is the most hyped up golf event. I thought the Ryder Cup was hyped up. The, the Masters was just crazy. Probably not in Croatia. No, Maybe. it wasn't. But anyway, Tiger Woods won it. Amazing story. Um, it truly is an amazing story. Whatever, wherever you sit on golf, and I, I don't play it, I don't watch it, but I certainly don't hate it. Um, I appreciate the incredible skill involved. However, um, Tiger Woods' story is an astonishing one. But I can't. I mean, you're you're in a compromised position here because it's your job. But I've never listened to it. I've read long read articles about him and stories about him and thought that is a fascinating story. I've never found him a fascinating bloke, just a gifted golfer. And he doesn't have to be a no. fascinating bloke. But you'll do an interview and you'll think, o- over all these years, you think this guy would develop some sort of rapport with an interviewer or something. And it's like, no, no, this is a machine built yeah. to hit golf balls into a hole. And that is it. Well, he was a machine created by his, his dad, Earl, made him into this golfing machine. So if you make a really efficient go- you know, sporting machine where golf is everything, sport is everything, then obviously you're not, going to be, you're not going to be making a great person. I'm not saying he's a bad person, but personality-wise, he is incredibly uh, sort of backward. He, because he's never, I mean, he is, he is getting better, you know, 44, 40 years old now, but yeah. he has not... He's not been able to develop 
social skills in the way that normal people would be because it's all been about the victory and the achievement. So you make a this ruthless golfing machine, but I wouldn't say he is the a kind of person. It's an amazing story, a fascinating story he's got, but as a person, he is not amazing and fascinating. It's, uh, yeah. it's like the same with quite a lot of sports stars. They are slightly... Uh, on the dull side of things because they focus on one thing over and over again. Shank's a bit like that. So what we're saying is we'd rather go out for a drink with John Daly. Um, But anyway, regardless of Tiger, he's just loved by fans. He's loved by the public. Oh, yeah. There's a massive likability factor there. People are just desperate for him to win because the amount of majors he's got catching Jack Lucas. Um, Who would be one of the most awkward uh, people slash animals that you've ever interviewed? Andrew, oh, Cotto, Cotters, Cotsey. A Staffordshire Bull Terrier I interviewed once who just <laughs> wouldn't In grab Beckinsfield, my balls um... midway through the interview. No, I'd, uh, who is it? Uh, interview dogs tennis before he players, buys them. Oh, oh, here we are, Serena Williams. Okay. Um, oh. So tennis players are difficult. They, they are, they are uh, contractually bound after most matches to speak, but they'll do it so begrudgingly. And yeah. So Serena Williams, I'd, I'd interviewed her once after a match at Wimbledon, uh, and I thought we'd been getting on famously, and uh, they were smiling. Yes, I think she likes me. Um, <laughs> no, but anyway, uh, so that went well. So the next time I interviewed her was a year later, and obviously she is never going to remember me in a month of Sundays. So, so I introduced myself, held out my hand. Now, obviously, I realised that I have problems in this department, but I held out my hand to shake you her do. and said hello, yeah. Andrew, and she stared at my hand as if I don't know someone had just been to held the toilet. Out a soiled tissue for her to grab. And she, she just looked at it, and, and so I went, okay, that's not happening, withdrew my hand. And then the interview, she, she, just, she sat down and she said, she said, just two questions. Uh, so I thought, right, okay, two questions. So, I mean, the interview lasted about 47 seconds or so, and it's just painful and pointless and yeah. awful. Oh, it's and, a shame. It's a shame. Yeah. Mike Brown would have been a good Yeah, I'm not player. saying she, she, she may be a nice person. I don't know her at all, but... Don't just don't do the interview. Just just say I know you're contractually bound to do it, but don't do forty-seven seconds of just nonsense. Just, yeah. just I would respect them more if they said I'm not going to do the interview. I'll take the fine. I'll take the hit because, um, yeah. So that was the, she was she was quite difficult. Yeah, it's almost like it's almost like you want to come in and just say, guys, I'm so not up for it. If I do interviews, it's going to be terrible. My head's completely gone. I'm desperate exactly. to go home. Does anyone mind if I just go home? And everyone, do you know what? Somebody might say, no, you've got to stay contractually obliged. Most people would say, chill out, don't worry about it. We'll grab a quote from somewhere else. You yeah. go, get your head done, you know? Um, <laughs> but you, yeah. you do have a problem with... Because uh, when I, for the first few times I met you, I thought that you were this weird um, <laughs> nerd slash rude boy hybrid in that you were nerdy, but you wanted to fist pump me whenever you saw me. Pretty quickly I realised, when we, I sat down to commentate with you, I think during the World Cup or whenever it was, you got your antiseptic wipes out and wiped down the microphones that we use. Yeah, but that's... All right, okay, I will defend myself on that. Lip mics, which people might not know we use. Lip mics are these things which are pressed up against your lip. That's And they, they block out external sound. They're very efficient, fantastic microphones, as opposed to the headsets with the sort of open mic, which will bring in a little bit more sound. Lip mics are great for sound quality, but you don't know who's been using them before. You and the guy, the engineer, has been testing them. And it's just, it's just wrong. You take off the lip guard and you'll see what's accrued there and um anyway i'm not i know i'm not 
I'm not uh, disabusing you of the notion here that I'm a bit weird. But honestly, just give, you've got to give them a clean. Do you think that's one of the reasons why, when you were commentating with um, Jonathan Davis, <laughs> that you had to go to the toilet and never came back? Yeah, see, that, and this is a bit of a Welsh myth that I was <laughs> being being ill out of both ends. Welsh fans still still contact me after Wales, Italy, Wales, 2013. Yeah, with, with little poo emojis, and I, I say I didn't. <laughs> That's not what happened. I had the norovirus and I was oh, violently, violently sick. Okay. That, was, okay. that was all that was happening. Yeah. It's coming out the but top I, end rather than the, the, the bottom. <laughs> well, how did you catch it? Did you shake someone's hand the Tuesday before? Oh. Well, exactly. I must have. So I'm never going to do that again. The thing, about the, lip, the thing about lip mics is I look at it like this. I see your point, but I would happily French kiss anyone who had used that microphone in the last five years now. So mm. I don't mind. Man or woman. Yeah, I I think you're lying. I'm not sure if you lined up all the people who've been doing highlights commentary on various sports and things like that. And that that microphone has just been brought in, and there's a bit of I don't know Guy Guy Mowbray on it. Not the guy. Not I'm not singling out Guy Mowbray. He's a great guy. He's all right. Uh, yeah. He's literally a great guy. But uh, I yeah. So God. I wouldn't. No, just give it. A, just give it a, a a small antiseptic. Most of the good engineers, most of the good sound guys, or the uh, floor managers who are setting up, they will bring along antiseptic wipes. For listen, I realise that actually we've spent three minutes, four minutes now talking about me and antiseptic wipes. Yeah, so let's let's that's... move on because I mean my eyeballs are bleeding. So um, rugby, you commentate on a lot of rugby, a lot mm. of different sports actually. Is I, I kind of I don't know the answer to this. I sense that your favourite sport would be golf to commentate on. Maybe wrong, but I feel no, like rug, rug, okay. Rugby has Athletics. a special place for you. Would that be? Would I be right in that? So golf was the sport I played most growing up, and I played rugby. But again, you know, I've talked to this before. When you're playing schoolboys rugby, it's just who is the enormous genetic freak. Mm. When at twelve years old, mm. now I'm Flatman. suspecting it was both you and Flats were both massive. No, I was like developer. I was very well, yeah. developer. Yeah, because school, anyway. So, so schools rugby was just a case of because I was really big through primary school and then stopped growing just at the wrong moment. Yeah. And suddenly you're up against guys with moustaches and children, <laughs> children on the sidelines. You know, hang on, who's that? That's my eldest son. They're playing for their mortgages. You're there for the crack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So we would just get our enormous gargantuan freak would run at theirs and that was it. And Glasgow Academy seemed to just be consistent of 15 enormous freakish children. So anyway, so rugby was just was painful, but uh, I mean, literally painful. But uh, so but but golf was my favorite sport growing up to play. Mm. But to, com- to commentate on rugby and athletics are more enjoyable because of the pace of them, because of the sound of the crowds. Yeah. It, it's just a slightly more um, exciting sport to, to uh, you know, when you get a really great match or a really great race or a really great game in front of a fantastic crowd, then, you know, there's nothing like it. Is there one race and one game that really stand out for you? Uh, I would say... Um, want both one. Now. One race, North Americans. No, the one race that stands out for me. I Caucasians, uh, please. Yes, exactly. Uh, I wasn't going to go there. So uh, uh, Wade Van Niekerk setting the 400 meters world record yes. in the Olympic final uh, in Rio was good. And the game, the game which still stands out for me because I was, I mean, I would say England against Scotland this year, but I was only because it's a BBC ITV split. Now I was there doing commentary, but I was only doing highlights commentary. Yeah. So. It's, it slightly takes the edge off it. But 2010, 
Wales against Scotland. Yes. Because that was an absurd game. So much happened. You know, Tom, I mean, Tom Evans, bless him, broke his neck yeah. in the game. That's uh, right. Chris, before, before the dramatic finish, Chris Patterson got taken off with a lacerated kidney, of all things. Oh. It was just, there was so there much. Was a yellow card as well that went on. There were two yellow cards towards the end. Scotland were down to 13. Scotland led by 10 points with four minutes to go. Mm. And lost by seven points. Now that's that's special. That takes yeah. something quite extraordinary. That's that's <laughs> that is how that is how confident Wales were winning that game. That they left me on the bench because they just knew <laughs> they didn't need any of their finishers on. They say get shanks. Not they yet. just they knew, they knew they knew they knew. No, we'll save you for next week, mate. Uh, this 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 story's been on the podcast a million times. We're not going to rehash it now. But I don't know if you ever heard the story of uh, Shanks's fiftieth cap. Andrew, where um, Warren Gatland basically got the meeting before the game and he goes, big day today, boys. Uh, Shanks, 50th cap. When I was at Wasps, when you were at Saris, we really didn't rate you. We actually targeted you, mate. But uh, here you go, 50th cap. Well done, mate. And that was it. That was literally all he said. They got on the bus. Yeah, on the bus. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Um, Anyway, so you like commentating rugby. This This is good news. I wanted to ask you an athletics question because it's something that, super mega bugs me about watching athletics or big athletics events so it's you, I, you you will deny this but I think you've got to be a supreme commentator to commentate on all those events well and well bounce done, events, events events that's why you don't that's why you don't make the grade um, and I you. wish they would get one if you find one yeah. let me know but really but then Sweet I think they, they spend so much time focusing on like bloody warm-ups and more than that medal presentations when there are events going on and they're cutting away from events the whole time to go to medal presentations it just bugs the crap out of me like we know they've got a medal we don't need to see them getting it we want to see the sport and when you're is it is it just great fun to commentate on those events or are these directors actually the most annoying people in the world for you obviously i can't possibly comment on oh, yeah, no, so um i would say doing athletics is is interesting because there's always a not a battle but there are two distinct things there is studio and the experts in there and the mm-hmm. presenter and there is commentary so out in the field that you know out, you know actual commentators out there who now by and large the commentators would always want to have it with them so they could commentate on the events going on but i understand that as a product as a television product some people like to see features and entertaining chat, etc. I would certainly come into the camp where I would rather see all the sport going on and as much of it as possible. But it's always a battle between, especially on the BBC, where 90% of the viewers will not necessarily be hardcore viewers of that sport, fans of that sport. Yeah. So they might want something a little bit more open and less exclusive. Whereas if you watch a sport on Sky or on BT Sport, people have subscribed to those channels because they want to watch those specific sports. So you can be a little bit more uh, exclusive. You don't have to explain things quite so so much and you can make it all about the hardcore sport, which I'm about, but I understand that there is more to it. I would certainly like to... When we were watching athletics growing up, it would be whoever it would be. Um, Roger Bannister. De- Des Lynam introducing it, and then David Coleman would just hold it, and they would do, they would have plenty of time for the sport to to all breathe. But now it's just it's a a little bit more fast paced, and you have shorter, smaller windows to fill with the sport. So that's a long and technical and boring answer. No, I liked good. it. I liked good. it. Um, rugby. You obviously do a lot of rugby now. You cover the Six Nations. You do a lot on BT Sport. With the World Cup coming up now in September. From the Northern Hemisphere, because mm. we all know who's going to be favourite Southern Hemisphere, 
who would you say is the best chance of winning this Rugby World Cup? Uh, I would you got, still... You can only name one. Oh, right, okay. You can say the reasons why the others aren't, but... Okay, I would have said... I would have said England. Yeah. And Until... Just there have been a couple of performances, and I think, hmm, and I th- just the the fact that they've not been able to close out a couple of games. I, I think Wales are going to be a really good World Cup side because, without being outstandingly flashy, they know how to get it done, and they cut down on the mistakes. And going yeah. through a World Cup, especially in the knockout stages, I think it comes down to making fewer mistakes. Whereas you know, going out in the pool stage, I mean. Ireland, have they peaked a year too early? That is the great fear that they're sort of doing a, a New Zealand of old. Um, mm. I, don't, I, I would love to narrow it down to one. For, I would, okay, I will narrow it down just because it's you and you're you're just awesome. Wales, I would say. Thank um, you. Thank you. Apart from, Fine. But yeah, also well, we're doing well in Wales, apart from domestically, where we are absolutely rubbish at the moment. Mm. Um, yeah. But that doesn't is matter. True. doesn't matter with the World Cup. Who cares? On the horizon. Yeah, but quarterfinals, is, that's a win for you guys, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Can I just say, is this going to be? Edit- I'm waiting also for. I can't wait to see where the uh, where the infamous Shanks edit is going to be. The the sort of mid word edit. Well, at the, the moment mid- we've we've done about 21 minutes, and I'll probably just cut this down to about a minute. Um, okay. So mid syllable, something will happen. It's almost like um, yeah. Last Tuesday, I was Pingu Finance. Come to us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. For your wallet busting loans, kill but yourself my- financially. Yeah, but this is my genuinely. My, this is my favorite. Podcast. We've got. I like Adam Buxton's podcast. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, Mark Marin, an American, who does interviews with lots of people. Some, when he gets a good guest on, it's great. Oh, I don't know. But I'm also, Mark Marin. Mark Marin. Yeah. M A R C. It's called the W T F. Are there murders on there? Yeah. It's uh, Sh- Shanks like serial killers. Yeah, I, I only listen to murders. And no, it's not. It's solving. mostly. It's mostly actors and okay. the like. Um, I just subscribed. I'm, I just subscribed this second. Thank you for that. Yeah. Well, there are lots of good ones in the back catalogue. So, but okay. also, I'm aware that when I'm listening to to this podcast and I hear that you have a guest, I'm always a little bit disappointed. I don't know why. So now I'm very conscious that I'm that guest, and the people will be listening and thinking, "Oh, that's my day ruined." I was I was looking forward to Flats and Shanks podcast, but they've got a guest. I like it when you oh, two no, just we, talk. Yeah, but talk we don't often, we don't have many guests way. anymore, so it's really nice to get someone on because sometimes we do run out of a bit of chat, um, and it's nice to get you know a, a sport slash dog. Weirdo. Um, life, you know, life lover. But as well, yeah. I think our listeners trust us to get good guests on. Because right. we get we get offered guests. I mean, this might be the week. Steve we Ryder. We got offered this week. Steve Ryder. <laughs> yeah, Steve no. Ryder. <laughs> Garth Brooks we had. No chance. Not after what he said to my mum no. in 83. Lovejoy. No, Tim Lovejoy. The, yeah, the the Greek bloke from London's burning. We we have them all, but then, Otis from Channel Four. But we the athletics. We don't do that many because we can't be bothered. But also, um, we get offered famous people. When I say famous people, I mean elite rugby players generally. Mm. But insert whatever name you want. Think of a top rugby player, English. We get now and again. We get emails from agents and brands and stuff saying, "Would you like thirty minutes with so and so? Would you like thirty minutes?" And it's like, well. We got offered, and this is nothing. I, I can say the Maro Itoji one because it's nothing to do with Maro. We'd love to get him, and well, one day we will. But would you like thirty minutes with Maro Itoji? Yeah, sounds cool. Right, you got a bit twicking him on Wednesday at two forty-five p.m. <laughs> he's doing a day. He's doing a day no. of interviews, and we said, "No, nah, you're all right, you mate." You say it's like no Itoji comes to us. Itoji well, it's not, it's, will come yeah. to our car park and a service. It's station. kind of it's kind of not so much that. It's like we don't mind driving about a bit, but it's kind of we're not 
we don't want to be we can't be bothered to go up for a big press day and be rotated in and that sort of stuff we want to have a nice natural chat we're not going to give anyone any money we're not going to pin anyone down we're not going to make anyone travel 200 miles to see us so when we get a guest it's because we're willing to put ourselves out which we've done today by pressing go on a computer yeah, yeah. If it you know suits, you mentioned we'll um it. you mentioned lovejoy yeah. And uh, so Ian McShane, who was Lovejoy, and yeah. he was briefly in Game of Thrones in about yeah, that's right, yeah. So he kind of ruined Game of Thrones for me because he yeah. not his appearance in it, but afterwards he he was talking about it and he gave away a couple of spoilers for season. And that's not what ruined it for me, but he basically just summed it up. So he took away all the fantasy of it because he was describing it to someone. Someone was interviewing. He said, "Yeah, it's basically just tits and dragons, isn't it?" And so now I can't see it as anything other than just this wow. silly. I mean, I, I, I that's still enjoy Spartacus. It. Not really. That yeah. that was Spartacus when it first. If he came said out. that in front of me, I'd do his dentist. A Ed Sheeran and David Beckham ruined it for me with their cameos. Ed Ed Sheeran. That that was when was David Beckham in it? I'm sure he was in the same what? scene. What boy? What sitting around the campfire or singing they, a song? Or maybe, oh yeah, yeah. Ed Sheeran or was, he, was in or it. was he in Arthur? He was in King Arthur. Ed Sheeran was definitely in Game of Thrones. Beckham was in yeah. King Arthur. Then maybe I, I've got it wrong. I'm getting my medieval timescale. But I haven't up. watched episode three yet because no, not it's, it's a bit of a slow starter. This one, it's, yeah. Cots, uh, Cots. I just we just had this chat before you we called you. We had this chat. Oh no, uh, no, not about getting. But just I've watched it. Tommy hasn't, and I watched it today. And good grief, good mm. grief. Enjoy. Turn really? your phone off. Enjoy and and put your seatbelt on. Thing is, up. it's like it's not like you're going to stop it halfway through and never watch the other half again. So I'm telling you to do something you're already going to do. But wait till the end. Okay. Goodness right. me. That's what you normally do. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but that's what they have to do. They have to. You have to have episodes which are slow burners setting things up. Of yeah, course. I know. Of I didn't, course. didn't love the first two, but oh my days, am I into it now? Jeepers, the weepers. So well, have you done all the? Have you done all the sort of random nonsense? What have you been up to, chat this week yeah. before I appear? Yeah, yeah, yeah done it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I love all that. And we had a new feature, Ring a Weirdo. So. <laughs> Does when it, you ring, doing that? ring some ring someone you make him reckon might be in prison one year from now, Andrew See, High. I I might be in prison if I find the guy, uh, Tom, who who stole your paella at a hospital, uh, in the fridge in the communal fridge. I'm still angry about that. Don't mate, don't. We what put happened the, there? We, ah. Look, let's not drag skeletons out the cupboard anymore. Like, um, we put that to bed. Let's not dig up old graves. I probably meant to say then. Um, yeah, <laughs> well, I don't know what come out. Um, Let's not dig up gravy. I've already, yeah, I've I've mourned. I'm over it now. I don't want to bring it up again. Mm, I, I was the victim, all right. And yeah. that's great on BBC as well. The victim. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, and good. the other thing, the other thing I I enjoy your chat about is sort of social media and the general use thereof. Yeah. Because there are a couple of rugby players, ex players and current players who who stand. Some people do it really well social media, but there are a couple. No, and one is about as talented a player as you can get, but to see his Instagram account is just a glimpse into the abyss of it's a combination of the showing off but humble brags as well. Yeah. The pseudo psychology inspirational messages oh. which have come from a poster in a gym or something. Yeah. And it, it just I just I think oh it's just all making us worse people, isn't it? Really? Yeah. You just gotta be careful, haven't you? Thing is, you know, I, I I think I genuinely think as a as a grown up and as a father I genuinely think social media is potentially very, very dangerous. I really mm. do, because there is so much awful stuff. So as a, a thing the other night, my kids are just watching this thing on, um, they're allowed to watch a little thing on Instagram on my phone because it was a little music video or something. And they're, they're seven and nine. 
and they're saying things like, nah, he's a five out of 10. Nah, he's a seven <laughs> out of 10. And they've heard, because they've heard people doing it. And I'm, I monitor really tightly what they watch. We want my feed. And this is like, not Shanks' feed. But it, they only watch, they don't watch YouTube. They can watch YouTube kids. They watch makeup and craft and fun stuff. And still on there, you know, but, but I do think if you really monitor it, not just for kids, but for yourself, there is some tosh on there. And every day I will watch at least five videos of people's cysts being drained, teeth being pulled out on these pimple popper things. That's my little vice. And I look at cars, which is a waste of time because I can't afford them anyway. But there is some brilliant content on there. It's almost, there is really, really is some great stuff on there. So it's, it's a balance. You've got to have a, you've got to have an internal filter because if you see uh, some of the stuff you see and somebody retweets somebody Mm. into your timeline, you just don't want to see, you don't want to see. Why is this man outside? Why is he dancing outside his car for, what's he doing? What just, what are you doing, man? But uh, that's social media influencers now. That's you've got to the... be careful because you know if you, if people don't know you, they just judge you on on your social media. So well, it's... the worst the worst of all. Like, I'm going to say it because I'm not. Go on then. I'm not a. I'm not like you two because I'm. I, I, no, you've been watching Roy Keane. That's what you've been doing. You've been oh, taking really? tips. <laughs> oh, go on, Roy then. Keane. Go on, hit us with it. He should be president um, of Ireland of anything. Um, the worst good bloke. Worst social. Oh, see, there you go. You've coached it already. Worst. Yeah. No, no. This bloke, is the point. But... This is the point. So, if he was a if he was a rubbish bloke, and if he was a nasty bloke, I certainly wouldn't mind saying it. If you know about his Instagram account, but in terms of Brian O'Driscoll, the account say, not representing the human being, <laughs> joke. I always and he I, he might listen to this, and I hope he does because it's important. He's a beautiful man, and he's a nice man. But when I spend time with Tom Evans, I think, what a good bloke. And when I see his Instagram, it makes me sick through my ear holes. <laughs> it's the worst Instagram account on planet Earth. He's beautiful. His body's amazing. The dancing and the singing, I it just breaks me. I commented on a few as a joke, thinking he'll stop this at some point. And I meet him now, and it's like, he's such a good bloke. I really like him. When he's at a dinner I'm at, I will go out of my way to say, yo, fella, how's the modelling? Yeah, me too. Whatever it is. And I just think, bro... Like, bro, how, how does this come about? I don't get it. Yeah, he 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 is he is a lovely bloke. So I, I but then again, if that if you have a way of promoting it, so I understand it a bit. If you have a way of promoting your career and what might be your career going forward, then then you can uh, That's just the way of the world now, and it's not the per, it's not the people that depress me. It's the way of the world now that depress you know, gets you down because you just think, is that is that what we're about now? Are we about likes mm. and retweets and little hearts and little hands clapping and uh, smiley emojis and? Uh... Anyway, it gets a lot of likes, yeah. so someone must like it and enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, um, good. Yeah, exactly. And he's beautiful. Yeah. Right, that's that's oh, a yeah, half hour conversation. I think that is probably our longest ever phone call we've had. That's how much we've enjoyed it. I'm exhausted, Andrew. Really. People switched off. Do you, a have, long, a nick- long do you have a nickname, by the way, just before we uh, terminate yeah, of this? He doesn't. Just Ace. I, was, I did try and get because my initials are AC. You tried to get Ace going in primary school when I was about eight years old, nine years old. I thought, yeah, it was one of those things where you're going around saying, "Oh, some of the guys are calling me Ace." So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have called you Dece, as in ACDC. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I don't have a nickname at all. No, just. Uh, just a miserable, strange man. So <laughs> who fist pumps? Shaved a bit nerdy. Um, <laughs> all right. Anyway, thanks for for good luck p- picking up. Basically, and, no, you're, um, you're very welcome. I'm off out for a cycle now because that's the kind of guy I am. It's great to have you on. Long time listener, first time caller receiver. Yeah. All right. Enjoy. Have I'll, a good uh, ride. I'll... What on Tara fella? Now. Watch out what for traffic. Fella. Bye. Watch Bye, out fella. for Range Rovers. Bye, fella. Bye. Wow. 
Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Yeah, he's been on at us for ages about coming on and just ticked the box today, didn't we? Had to. Had to because I mean you bump into him a lot. Mm. Um I'm sort of social media friends with him and I just didn't want it to be awkward where you know, we, we've done three series of this now, and he's bugged us for lads, lads, three years. Lads. But we got him on, so. Box ticked. He's happy, isn't he? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, should we do our thing? Is, this is a long podcast now, Tommy. We've been told about ideal lengths, and we're going way over. We'll have to talk about a little bit of rugby. Yeah, let's, should we just, should we just crack through let's it a bit? Let's smash it. Now, let's just just in terms of Welsh rugby, we're, we're blitz through this, okay? Uh, Ospreys beat Cardiff, which means they are in the playoff for the seventh place place in Europe. Yeah, okay? yeah. Um, big game because Gareth Anscombe was at ten. He's going to the Ospreys oh, yeah. next year. Missed a fairly easy kick towards the end with oh. ten minutes to go. Didn't really matter. Ten minutes is still quite a long time to get back into the game. Um, there were two tries of Blues were disallowed, but I think rightly so. George North possibly could have tackled. Um, Thomas Williams. It was around the halfway line, forty meter line, so it was a long way out to award a penalty try when. Dan Evans slapping the ball down. Yep. Um, so I can see why Nigel Owens gave that. Um, and then he also gave one for obstruction with um, Nick Williams. He Big causes, Nick Williams. He causes obstruction. I can't remember who it was on. But it it's basically, quite, it's, it's, but it's not, basically changes his angle right the last minute. Yeah. If he kept a true angle, it would have been all right. But because he changes it, the player went down far too easy. The Blues end up scoring. But when you rewind it back... If he keeps a true line, then that's going to be a try. Um, but there's a penalty given right at the end, which allowed Sam Davis to kick the ball over to win by three points. Now, I thought the ball was playable. Um, I think Reese Carey makes the tackle, gets out of the way. The ball is there to be yeah. playable. Nigel gives it as a penalty, and uh, the Ospreys win. So they're in a, uh, a playoff now against the Scarlets, who lost to the Dragons. Dragons play really well. Um, finally, the last game of the season, they uh, they come up trumps. 
Um, but it doesn't matter because Edinburgh lost and Benetton are through anyway. So the Ospreys will play the Scarlets to get the seventh place position in the Champions Cup, which is the top tier competition, as you know. But there might be an eighth region to go, th- uh, an eighth team to go through if Leinster win. And semi-final teams, I think, in one of the leagues are all qualified somehow. It's quite complicated. But that's it in a nutshell, my friend. All right. Yeah, good. Mm. I, had a, I had a great gag in the middle there that I couldn't get in because you were talking rugby and it was really good. I just had to I had to get it out, mate. I know, I fella, and I'm glad you did. And I'm glad mm. for thanks for the update. But, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but it's quite hard for Nick Williams not to cause obstruction. Yeah. Because he's four feet across. He's massive. All right. That's where I was going with it, fella. Yeah. Really hope they re-sign him. Wonder about this. Yeah, I do actually. Wonder about this. On Friday night in the Gallagher Prem, Newcastle against Saints. Mm-hmm. Saints looking for top four. Believe it or not, what a crazy league. What a great game. Qu- Quins, won, Quins have won one in seven and they're still in for top four. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sailor playing Bath. They're, I mean, I, as you know, Tommy, played for Bath for a long time. I probably played for Bath ten times at Sale on a Friday night or more. Yeah, yeah. There was never a good one. Never a good one. Wasseth Vereth. Okay? So you wonder, why are BT Sport not in Newcastle, who might well be getting sent down by Northampton? Then you realise, they mu- I don't know the answer to this, they must be contractually obliged to go to a certain number of home games for every club. And I've got a theory. This is genuinely a guess. Uh, so sales supporters might get a bit upset by this, but it's just a guess. There is, There are big games. Every game's a big game and all that. But is there how the, how many massive games are there at Sale Sharks on a Friday night? There aren't that many massive games because they're never properly relic. They're very rarely looking at you know winning the thing. They're very rarely properly look like they're going to get relegated mm-hmm. coming the business end of the season. I hate when they call that, but that's why I called it that. Um, but also, it doesn't look very good. It's a really nice stadium, but there's hardly anyone there, mm. so it just looks rubbish on a Friday night. Whereas Bath. Bath aren't really in it either. Um, no. They haven't been very good this season, but it looks magnificent. So I think I, I do wonder if that plays a part in the fact that Sailor generally just kind of, as a team, in in terms of points, in terms of league position, they're just a bit meh. They're kind of middling generally. But also, Dave, I think everything sort of fell and um, into that game to be a poor game. Like you play that this week it's not going to be 6-3 again is it I mean that's that's such a poor score that so bad. you won't get that again and who knew that um, Tom Collins was going to be on fire for Northampton yeah and that Newcastle big game for Newcastle because they're desperately trying to win that obviously to stay up and now I think they are going down is that confirmed it's not certain yet? but it's very okay, unlikely they'll stay up so it was a big game for Newcastle so yeah I agree um, but let's talk about Tom Collins quickly well, wonderful. Love watching him in full flight, but it was just way too easy for him. Way too easy. Yeah, but you, you'd think that it wouldn't be that easy when you're up against Gonover and Sinotti. Um, no, but he, he didn't do much against so No, he, no, I know. I he, know. So he goes, he goes between Toby Flood and another defender outside Toby Flood, and you're like, that's not a big gap. How's no one touched him? And then when Reese Marshall gets Just pace, just hooker, pace, mate. Flood can't get across. Okay, yeah. That's so right. then Marshall gets through, gets the offload away. Mm. Tom Collins goes in for his second, and Rodney Ryu, he scored a good try, well, a good try, a powerful try. He's been great fun to watch since he got a couple of games at Falcon at Newcastle, but he's just miles off it in defence. And you just think, if there's one thing when you're fighting for your life, fighting for your premiership status, you'd, you know, your jobs, you'd one thing you think would be properly up to scratch, it would be basics, defensive concentration, collisions are the easy bit. Being in posi- the right positions all repeatedly, constantly for an hour and a half, that's the hard bit. Mm. 
and you'd think that'd be up to scratch, and it just wasn't. It just wasn't there. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Uh, but Collins looked great. Didn't yeah, he? he did look good. Um, Hutchinson looks really good at thirteen as well, mm. and I think he's got to make a decision as to. I know Gregor Townsend has been in contact with him. Oh yeah, um, telling him that, you know a couple of good games towards the end of the season. You could be in the pre rugby World Cup squad, um, or whether he goes the option of England. I think he qualifies for both. Don't hold me to that, but I think. Thing is though. You play 13 in England. I mean, look at the people who can't get in the team yeah. current. Elliot Daly and Jonathan Joseph can't mm. get in the team. Nick Tompkins, I think, is a really good player. Nowhere near the England team. No, yeah, but you know, he's not really quality that quality yet. I don't think. Okay, fine. You got you got two or three top guys there. Yeah, you who can't get in the team at 13. Lozowski. Yeah, Lozowski can't. Yeah. Get. So you so you add yourself to that roster. Yeah, there yeah. is every chance Roy Hutchinson will end up. Hutchinson will end up with 14 caps, eight of which off the bench. Mm. That's fine. But he could go to Scotland and, OK, you've got, you got some really good centres there. But all it takes is one guy to twist his ankle. And there are so few players there that you can be decent and end up with a boatload of Scottish caps without being outstanding. And people don't like hearing that. It's just numbers. It's just maths. Yeah. Look at, take every player that's got 50 caps plus for Scotland and ask yourself whether or not they've beaten them here or there. Ask yourself how many of those players would have got 50 England caps or 50, well, French could be anybody. So... Ask because just numbers. That's all it is. Same uh, with Wales. Yeah, doesn't Saracens, mean they're a worse team. It's just nuts. So yeah, but um, Wales are different level to Scotland, mate. Um, Saracens wasps. We sort of saw that coming. Thirty-one fourteen. Um, I tell you, who's a player that's really stepped up this year. He's always come off the bench and played well. Is Spencer at nine? Takes yep. intercept straight away, but yep. pure pace in him as well. He's a proper weapon. Um, he's individually. Very good, you know. So what I mean by that is like he make a lot of breaks. He's not just getting the ball away, speed of game, kicking. You know, he is. He's a he's a weapon, ball in hand. You yep. know, so he'll make breaks for you. He'll score tries. Are you calling him a tool? Massive one, a what, leatherman. What I think about Ben Spencer's and see what you think, Tommy Boy, is that Richard Wigglesworth for a long time in the Premiership has kind of been that. Dimitri Yashvili figure, mm. so winning titles, putting Bar- putting Saracens, Bar- putting Saracens in the right position. Game management, really good at altering the tempo of a game. Really good kicking game. Really good service. Gives exactly exactly what Saracens needed. I feel like Ben Spencer might be the guy who is probably learning from Wigglesworth, but actually his game management seems to be improving. His kicking game seems to be improving all the time, and he's got that extra athleticism which might see him yep. overtake. You know, well, it's Wigglesworth. I, I, I would still personally be thinking Wigglesworth for big games because you just know he's going to deliver individually um, around rucks and malls. You know, you've really got to keep an eye on him. Whilst others, you don't because yeah. others will be smaller. Um, you know, you're able to get a hand on them. You know, you can take them down because they're quite light. Because scrum halves tend to be quite small yeah. and nippy. That's why they're scrum halves and yeah. sneaky. Except Mike Phillips, who's a dominant gaps. Yeah, uh, but Will Skelton busting through huh. man he can run as well I know um, it didn't even look like him it, it looks a shadow of the bloke he was probably 12 months ago um, lost loads of weight looked really pacey do you know what I heard the other day no about Will Skelton you know he's the biggest man you've ever seen mm. I heard the other day he's 128 kilos no way hides it hides it really well mate that's two kilos less than me Liam Williams oh, scores missing on... my point no, yeah I oh. heard the other day that I'm so fat that I'm heavier than Skelton and I thought he was the biggest man I've ever seen I need to get eight stone off quick yeah but you do that really well you crash diet yeah. I'm not saying it's good for you but you do it yeah. um, but Liam Williams scores a, a try 
Um, what a signing he's been for Saracens oh, yeah. because you know you get big name signs like this often. You worry will they be able to deliver um, what they've done at the previous club to their new club? And boy, has he done it. And some Gareth boy, has he done it. He's just he's got he's got it all. Yeah, he has. And he apparently, has. well, we we I've met him a few times and he seems good. Apparently, he's also a great human being to have around the place, which when you're full time pros is extremely important, mm. isn't it? Uh, so. Bristol beat Leicester. I'm great for Bristol staying up. Uh, John Thomas, forwards coach, brilliant. Gave, gave us the pleasure of watching a, I think it was about 13 man more, driving line out yeah. for a try. Yeah. Harry Thacker against his old club, the club that didn't want him, the club that never played him if everyone else was fit. Mm. Absolutely star player. And they basically, the opinion of Harry Thacker was, from what I was told, is that he's a, he likes all the flash stuff, doesn't like the hard work. I used to look at him and look at his physique yeah. and think people with those physiques either whatever they what they do not shirk is hard work you don't get you can't nick a physique like his you can't nick it yes it's genetics but it's unbelievably hard mm. work so I think he got, he's got to love hard work and he's set piece good enough he's too small to scrummage and I was like well I never knew about that because I played with Lee Mears yeah. who had alright he had the legs of a Polish powerlifter but he had the upper body of a 50 year old shopkeeper and he was 5 foot 1 in heels and he got 42 caps for England Lion and an exceptionally strong bloke. Yeah. So I think, well, we'd play against Steve Thompson, who's enormous, and you're tight. Mirzi could fit in Tomo's pocket, and Mirzi would be brilliant because mm. you get, you know, they different were tough types. Players, though, weren't they? Sorry, different types of players like Mirzi yeah. would also be a great link between forwards and backs. You know, so yeah. when it becomes phase play, and we're seeing that way more now, and I think forwards are far better at it in the northern hemisphere. You know, of slotting in. You look at the way, say, Gloucester play. They they have the same attack most games really but it's the forwards knowledge of being able to backpedal get in the right position get the right depth get mm. the right pace mm. to either carry or or be ball players and, and Mirzi was was great at that so skillful wasn't he yeah and but, he's just a little engine on him so I, Harry Thacker great moment for him and for Jordan Crane but they were they were well they were well worth it Bristol really really good big They're, moment for Worcester as well oh, officially yeah. staying up yeah I was there I was there live Tommy in the, in the cauldron six ways cauldron um, Duncan Weir now the bog brush Stuart Hogg called him on Yeah, Twitter. I know. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> it worked so well, didn't it, with that lid? But, you know, you can't really speak highly of him enough for, uh, highly enough of him, of him. Yeah. Um, at Worcester, really, because he's 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 just done a brilliant job for him. He's been great. You know, it's not, you probably won't see him in the Scottish squad again, but what he does for Worcester every week is invaluable. Do you know what they needed? They needed some, they needed an Andy Goode. <coughs> And I don't just mean... But they've, got, but they've got him in where? They've got him. And they needed someone they could just rely on. And that suggests that Duncan Weir doesn't have any, you know, any, I guess, kind of dynamism to his game. And that's not true. That's no. not the point. He's got flair. He's got imagination. He's, the try he scored was actually, it's a brilliant clear out from Ethan Waller, by the way. I mean, how he got there, I'm not quite sure. But Duncan Weir's got really good game management. You can rely on him to exit. And when it comes to it, He's a baller. But he, cr he really created played. that try himself as well by straightening up, running inside, yeah. putting the ball inside and then getting hold and then a little pick and go from just under the post. Yeah, so, he's done he's done brilliantly for Yeah, that, and you don't you're right, mate. You you don't want to you don't want to sound like you are devaluing by saying he is just what a team like Worcester need just to stay up because that is their priority. They're not going to win the league at the moment, but it's important for them to stay up and to and to fight another year and to grow as a team. Yeah, and mm. it's great for them. Really, really good for them. And 
Ruddy, well done. By the way, it was hoogie time yesterday at Six Ways. It was Francois Hohard time, hoogie time. Because I, I sometimes, Andy Hazel and I and a couple of others and Alex Brown and James Forrester, we'll just look at Francois Hogard's um, Instagram just because it's hoogie time and he just does life a bit differently. And he pulled into the car park in a, I mean, AMG GTI, you wouldn't know what it is, but it is a suit, a, a, it's a Mercedes supercar. Is it? it I mean, he swapped, he swapped a black Lamborghini for it, so he's downgraded actually. But he's also got a big black Range Rover to keep the miles off the Lambo and the Merc. So he's living sensible, life different, right? Real sensible bloke. Yeah, practical. And he pulls in four, four different parking spaces he tried before he was happy. <laughs> he, get, he gets out and he's just immaculate, good looking. There's not a hair on his body. And you're like, if, you, if he walked in and you didn't know him, he's like, this bloke is all show. This bloke is just so much show, it's painful. Watch him play yesterday. He was taking names. He was nailing people. He's aggressive. He is so physical and aggressive. Mm. And he was really good around the breakdown. Sharp, quick, gr- running, great service. A couple of really important breaks around the breakdown. And just smashing people. Like He hits harder than most of the forwards. The postman, isn't he? he was, yeah, exactly. Always delivers. Yeah, the jukebox. He was fantastic. By the way, there's a bloke in this car park who's been sat here for the last half an hour charging up his car. He's pulled into the services put his car on charge, sat in his car while it's charging. He's now unplugged it after half an hour and he's driving off again. That is why electric cars don't quite work yet. They break, you've got to add that to your journey all oh, the time. You don't know, mate. He could be a sales rep and he's just buying a bit of time. So at least go and get look, a coffee, fella. Looks at the clock. Oh, actually, there's only an hour left in work. Get Might as well go home. Fella. Yeah. Oh, he looks smart anyway. He's bound to be a rep. Yeah, right, he's, mate? Got, he's got a lanyard. All right, fella. See you later. Cheers, boy. Um, anyway, I think that will do us, mate. That's a oh, long God, podcast, yeah. but sorry. Um, Cotto does go on a bit. <laughs> Doesn't he? Yeah. God. A bit too much, really. I probably won't ring him again. No, no need, is there? No. Doesn't like people anyway, so he doesn't want mm. us to ring him. Wow. Um, all right. Unless you're a dog. Good luck, everyone. Bye. Ta-ra. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.